With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. And live from Blair Walsh's living room, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, your Cowboys are looking like the class of the NFL right now. must be a good feeling. It's also terrifying. It's also very scary. I'm not sure how to feel about it. It's been a long time. (laughs) Well, I guess Tony Romo is uh, not going to be their starting quarterback anytime soon, although he's supposedly... uh, See, don't say that. Don't jinx it like that. When you say it very definitively, bad things tend to happen. So, you know, he's not going to be our starting quarterback at least this week. (laughs) Or at least, yeah, at the beginning of the game show. So, yeah, we'll see how that uh, works out. We can agree uh, on that. Kind of funny, last week uh, I picked your team, you picked my team, neither one of us picked our own teams, and the Cowboys and the Giants both came away victorious. So I guess we should both feel pretty good about the outcomes even if it wasn't our pick yeah i mean i guess that's that's something i'll take that yeah i would love to have the cowboys running game as a giants fan but uh i don't think uh, rashad Rashad jennings is no ezekiel elliott no sorry about that there aren't a lot of them out there granted i will admit i did not want to draft ezekiel elliott but like it's working out okay for us yeah so, well, if you don't want him, the Giants will gladly take him. But, no, no, uh, like, I'll, I'll keep him now. But... <laughs> <laughs> opportunistic. So, no Bond, give back. No give here about the lack of a Giants running game. Why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? All right, so nice we'll be here there. for the full hour, as we are every Wednesday night until 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, as always, you can find the episode if you miss it or part of it. You tune in late. You can find us anywhere you f- can find your favorite podcast. Uh, you can find us all over social media uh, on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, J-K-I-M-1-6, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And, of course, we are always here throughout the week and on Sunday, Thursday, whatever you need to help you with lineup questions if there's something we don't cover here. However, we do have an action-packed show for you like we do each week. We'll take you through all our game picks and predictions, uh, any news and notes, injuries from the week that was and upcoming, uh, your starts and sits, your daily fantasy league, waiver wire picks, all that good stuff. So we've got tons of information for you. So fasten your seatbelts. we got this going. Um, and, of course, we do have four teams on a bye this week, Broncos, Chargers, Falcons, and Jets. So you're certainly missing wide receivers, a little bit of a run game, and some some pretty uh, sizable quarterbacks. Or, well, some quarterbacks. Jets and the Broncos. <laughs> um, but we can absolutely help you fill those holes. Uh, so stick with us, and uh, I guess we should just dive right in, huh? Okay. Well, first up, we've got the Thursday night game, New Orleans at Carolina, and I think this is going to continue the recent trend of some high-scoring Thursday night games. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, New Orleans, pass-happy Carolina, should be able to run or pass against what passes for a New Orleans defense, but uh, I think Carolina at home, just a little bit too much offense now that they're starting to 
get their uh, passing game in a little bit higher gear. So I'm going to go with Carolina to win this new shootout. Carolina 38, New Orleans 31. Okay, I actually picked Carolina to win. I know it doesn't happen often. Um, I've got them 38-35. This is going to be a shootout. There's a ton of fantasy points to go around. I'm sure we'll get to that shortly here. Um, But this is actually a watchable game, which is exciting for a Thursday night. Um, So, I mean, we got that that going for us. depends on the color rush jerseys. Oh, true. Uh, Maybe it's one you listen to on the radio. (laughs) Yeah, or watch it on a black and white TV if such things still exist. I'm not sure if they do, okay. but, you know, we could try to find one. Okay. Yeah, we'll have the fourth and inches black and white TV shop opening soon. <laughs> Make sure to be a big seller. So, yeah. so next we go to the Sunday games, and first up we've got the Bears at the Giants. I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game in spite of the the Bears' uh, defense falling apart against Tampa last weekend. But um, I think the Giants, I, I'm not a believer in that run game yet. I uh, don't know how um, healthy Jordan Howard is, but the uh, Giants' run defense has been better recently. I think Eli Manning will get his act together, and hopefully he won't throw a last-second interception this time or last uh minute interception that uh, cost me a fantasy game. But uh, anyway, that aside, uh, I I was ahead when he threw the third touchdown pass and then lost when he threw his interception this week. So uh, tough tough luck for me. So anyway, um, that has nothing to do with my prediction for the game. That's okay. I'll say Giants 20. I've just blown off some steam here. Giants 20, they're 17. Uh, I'm actually picking your Giants to win again. Uh, I've got them winning 24-20. I agree with you. Like, you know, I, silly me, fool me once, fool me twice, Jay Cutler. He doesn't put together back-to-back good games. I should have known better last week. Um, but I do think that the perfect storm of losing Alshon Jeffrey, uh, being on the road, the Giants, I mean, Eli Manning's going to throw 40 times. And I think that the Giants' defense just isn't good enough. They're going to slow him down all the way. Uh, and Jay Cutler just looks uninspired, I think, is probably the nicest way to put it. So I think your Giants will get a win here and all of a sudden find them in a pretty good playoff position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they can compete with Seattle or Dallas at this point, but things things could change. Stranger we'll things see. have happened with the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of stranger things, we've got the next game, Arizona at Minnesota, which features the team, both of us, picked to win the Super Bowl against the team that a lot of people were jumping on the bandwagon first four weeks of the season, but they've kind of fallen apart now, the Vikings. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to be much of a contest, even though Arizona is a much better home team than they are road team. Um, I just think they're going to win this pretty easily. I'm not a believer in Sam Bradford and the Vikings passing game. I don't think Kai Forbath is going to be the difference maker for the Vikings. I say it all adds up to a a Cardinal victory. I'll say Arizona 27, Vikings 10. I've got Arizona winning this 24-14. Obviously, I've been a bit more of a Sam Bradford apologist but I think this is a tough matchup defensively for the few weapons that are working. I'm looking at you, Kyle Rudolph and Stefan Diggs. Uh, I just think this is going to be a lot for them to overcome. And Carson Palmer isn't necessarily going to have a great day, but David Johnson will be enough to make this game uh, pretty one-sided most of the way. Okay, next up we've got 
game that I'm sure you'll be watching intently. Yep. Baltimore at Dallas. Baltimore is surprising some people this year, maybe not as many people as the Cowboys are surprising, but you know, still, you know, I, they've been doing it primarily with their defense, and you know, Joe Flacco hasn't been setting the world on fire, but you know, still there they are at five and four atop the AFC North. So I think this is going to be a closer game than some people might think. I think Dallas's run game might encounter some difficulty with Baltimore's run defense, but I think they'll have just enough at home, and I'll go with Dallas to win this by a field goal. I'll take Dallas with 20 over Baltimore with 17. Um, I have this a little higher scoring than you do. I'm not super impressed by either of these defenses. Uh, Obviously, you've heard me talk about my woes with the Cowboys defense every week. Uh, I have Dallas winning this 31-24. I think I think there's more offense to be had. I do agree with you that Ezekiel Elliott may be slowed down a little bit more, but I think he's still going to have himself a pretty nice game. Um, And Baltimore, their run game's a little more up in the air, but I think that they'll have some success. And it just, obviously this is the game I'm most excited to watch, but I think it'll be a pretty good game. Um, It'll be competitive most of the way. I just think Dallas comes out on top. Okay. Next up we've got... Tennessee at Indianapolis. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Indy's defense, I don't think, can stop anything that Tennessee can do. You know, Marcus Mariota seems like he's improving leaps and bounds in the middle of his second season. Indianapolis, for all the talk about Frank Gore, I still think they're pretty one-dimensional with the pass, and I just don't think they're going to have enough offense to counteract what Tennessee can definitely do on the ground and seems to be getting better at with the pass. So I'll pick Tennessee to win this. I'll say Tennessee 35, Indy 31. Uh, I've got Tennessee 34, uh, Indy 31. I think I agree with you. A high-scoring game, I think it's going to be competitive the whole way. Uh, Marcus Mariota and DeMarco Murray are just on fire lately. And uh, Indianapolis, their defense isn't good. Tennessee's is good, but their secondary leads a little something to be desired. Um, and I think that Dante Moncrief is going to exploit that pretty heavily this week, and Indianapolis is still going to put some points up. All right, continuing with the trend of what I think are going to be a lot of good close games this weekend, we've got Buffalo at Cincinnati. And Buffalo, both these teams should be able to run it down the other team's throats pretty much at will. The difference is I think Cincinnati will be able to muster a little bit more pass offense and will give them a little credit for being at home this week. They certainly didn't look very good in the Monday night game against the Giants, but I think they'll have just enough to to hang on here. I'll go with the final score, Cincinnati 31, Buffalo 27. Okay, I've got Cincinnati winning this, but I've got them winning 24-23. I think this is going to be a real barn burner. Um, I think that Buffalo and Tyrod Taylor are going to be able to do some things. They're going to be able to move the ball, and uh, I love me the ginger ninja. I love Andy Dalton and what he's doing, Um, but I think that Buffalo is going to hang around. Okay, this is scary. We're six for six agreeing so far. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. It makes me nervous. I don't think this game is going to break the string. We've got uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, and I'm guessing you're not going to pick Cleveland this week. I can't. uh, I've done it for two weeks, and they burned me. (laughs) No, there's there's no way. I mean, it it could happen, but this isn't the week I would, you know, think that this should be close. So, you know, we've got uh, Cleveland. Who knows who the quarterback is this quarter, but – 
you know, they're hosting Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, obviously, post game with the Cowboys, but uh, showing that they're quite not, they're not quite yeah. in that level of uh, upper echelon teams this year. But you know, I think they win this game pretty easily. I'll go with them to win by two touchdowns. I'll take Pittsburgh 31 over Cleveland 17. All right. I mean, I'm also picking Pittsburgh. I'd love for Cleveland to win. I don't think this is going to be their game, but I don't think they're going defeated this season. I think they'll win a game, just not this week. I've got Pittsburgh winning 30-21. Uh, I just – I'm sorry, Cleveland. It's just, it just isn't going to happen for you this week. Okay. Now I, here's the game I think we're going to disagree on. We've got Jacksonville at Detroit. Most people would look at this and say Jacksonville only two wins, Detroit five wins, and on top of the AFC North at home, this should be an easy win for them. I don't see it that way. I think Jacksonville pulls the upset here. I'll go with the final score, Jacksonville 21, Detroit 20. Okay, we actually are picking this differently. I'm going with Detroit here. Uh, I I just... If anyone's ever listened to the show in years past, you know there's one thing I love. It's Andy Reid coming off a bye week. Matt Stafford coming off a bye week, almost as good. He's great off the bye. Uh, They've got Theo Riddick back. They're looking like a real offense again. Their defense is, you know, so-so. But I think they have enough in the tank here. They're going to win 27-17. I want Jacksonville to be good. I want them to prosper. It just isn't the best matchup for them. Okay, well, now that we've uh, gotten that out of the way, let's see if we can disagree on some more games. I think this one we're going to disagree on, too. Uh, Tampa Bay at Kansas City. Kansas City, one of my favorite teams. but Apparently I'm the only one that ever picks them on this show, though. (laughs) Yeah, and that probably will continue this week. I I like what Jameis Winston and the the, um, Buccaneers are doing, and I think they're actually going to – be able to run the ball quite well against Kansas City. I think they're going to run well enough, just well enough to pull this out. I'll go with a final score in a relatively high-scoring game, Tampa Bay 31, Kansas City 24. I've got Kansas City winning 28-21. I like Tampa Bay. I'm excited Doug Martin's healthy again. Uh, Jameis Winston has done good things. I think that he's running into a bit of a wall going to Kansas City against this defense. And Kansas City's offense is starting to mature a little bit. They're starting to do some different things, like become more than one-dimensional, which is exciting. I think the trend continues. And they're they're very much a uh, a real sleeper contender here, and I like it. Okay, I, I hope you're right, but we'll see. Um, speaking of relatively uh, sleepers here, we've got Miami that started out the season one and four and has now gone on a four-game winning streak. They're going to be at the Rams. I actually think if there's a week that Todd Gurley is going to have a good game on the ground um, this year, this and rush for more than 50 or 60 yards and maybe begin to justify the hype a little bit, I think it would be this game. I, but I also see J.H.I. and the Dolphins being able to run it well against the Rams. I don't really like the situation with Jared Goff playing in his first um, making his first start. So if, if Miami's defense is on your waiver wire for some reason, go grab them. But uh, I like Miami to win this. I'll take them by a touchdown, Miami 20, Rams 13. I've got Miami winning 24-17. Uh, this is definitely not where I would have started Jared Goff. I mean, being at home's nice. But uh, just to go off on a quick tangent, I'm not sure if you've seen this online. Um, it started on Reddit, and it's kind of expanded some, to some other places. But – Someone noticed that Miami 
every team they've beaten this season has not won a game since they were beat by Miami. Week three, Dolphins beat the Browns. Browns are 0-7 since then. Week six, they beat the Steelers. Steelers are 0-3 since then. Week seven, they beat the Bills. They're 0-2 in a bye in week eight. Beat the Jets in week nine. They haven't won a game. The Chargers probably should just mail it in, as should the Rams now, because apparently the Dolphins are cursing the entire NFL without actually realizing it. Isn't that weird? That is. I mean, it's a small sample size, and when you look at the Jets and the Browns, those aren't uh, exactly, you know, powerhouse teams, but, you know, the Steelers, that was an impressive game. Just strange. So that means in five wins for the Dolphins, everybody they've beaten has gone 0-13 since then. (laughs) Yeah, that is a bizarre stat. We'll see if that uh, continues with the Rams. It very well could, but we'll see. Next up, we've got another game which should be close, and I think is going to be one of the more interesting games. I don't you know, we've got Philadelphia at Seattle, the Battle of the Birds. I think both of these teams, I don't think either of these teams is going to be do, able to do much against the opposing team's defense. But And I'm picking Seattle here mainly because they're at home. But um, I, I, I'm not so sure what to think of, of Thomas Rawls coming back this week, whether it's the CJ, you know, precise show or whether we should expect to see some of Rawls and him making a difference if he's anywhere near the back he was at the end of last season. That could be a big uh, jolt for them as they try to keep up with the Cowboys in the NFC, but uh, I think Seattle wins this by a field goal. I'll take Seattle 20 over Philadelphia 17. I have Seattle winning this 30-23, although Honestly, I would not be surprised if the Eagles found a way to upset Seattle. I just have a feeling about it, nothing actually to like steer me in that direction to make my pick, but it just wouldn't shock me. Just This is a weird Eagles team. The offense and defense seem to kind of come together in spurts, and I feel like they're due. Um, I agree with you. Inserting Thomas Rawls, from what I understand, he's feeling good. He seems to be running pretty well. Um, it's just... I don't know if I want to mess with C.J. Procise too much, and I think they're going to get a little too – they're going to overthink this a little bit, and that could be a problem. Um, I'm just a little worried about Carson Wentz. He's been putting the ball on the ground a lot. His receivers can't catch a cold. I think that that's going to be the difference, and that's why Seattle wins this by a touchdown. I just think it's going to be a weird game. Yeah, it should be a fun one to watch, though. So next up for the slate of late games on Sunday, we've got New England at San Francisco. This one appears to me, at least on paper, to be another mismatch. New England should be able to run or pass at will. San Francisco, they should have some success running the ball against New England, but with no semblance of a passing game, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with with Tom Brady and the Patriots. So I I think New England wins this easily. I'll say New England 37, 49ers 20. Yeah, I have New England 34, the 49ers 20. I just I don't think this is a fair fight with or without Gronkowski. Like, it's just the 49ers are a mess. Um, and New England is, you know, they're a little banged up, but they're certainly good enough to win in, in San Francisco. Does not concern me. Okay, next up we have another game that I think we're going to disagree on. It's the Sunday night game, Green Bay at Washington. Green Bay. Probably. Not quite the same team they've been in the past. Washington, I think I like them a little bit more than you do. Um, Green Bay, 
I just I just don't see this. I think they take their second road loss in a row. I'll go with um, Washington to win this at home. Washington 31, Green Bay 28. Uh, I've got Green Bay winning this 27-24. They need this game badly. Uh, and I think Washington is just crazy enough that they could let themselves snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, there are some injuries that are a little concerning for me with Green Bay, but I just I think they need this more and they're going to go out and take the win. Okay. So let's see then. We've got the Monday night game, Houston at Oakland, which is interesting mainly because it's going to take place in Mexico, which should be interesting. Um, Houston, I I don't – they're it's just the ultimate smoke and mirrors team. Right now they've actually been They're not good. By I've been trying to tell you this all year. They're they not good. A, <laughs> they have a 6-3 and three, record and they're on a two-game winning streak. I, I don't know what's oh. up with that, but I don't <laughs> see it continuing Monday. I just think this game, I think, will also feature a lot of, of the run game from both teams, but I think Oakland has a little bit more going for it um, with Derek Carr in the passing game than, than uh, Houston does with Brock Osweiler, so I'll pick Oakland to win this. I'll say Oakland 31, Houston 24. I have thirty-one twenty. I have, as as well documented, I have less respect for Houston than you do. Um, but I'm intrigued uh-huh. by this game because it's at such a high elevation. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Plus, I mean, it's in Mexico City, so that's new. Um, other than that, uh, I just I think Oakland's pretty much going to have their way with Houston this week. That's not to say that Brock Osweiler is going to put fantasy points up, because I think like he actually might for once, but I don't think it's going to translate into real-life points. Okay. So there you have it. Uh, feel free to disagree with us. Um, just yep. let us know, and uh, we'll be sure to tell you why we're right and you're wrong. But Always. Yeah. Super yes, good at of that. Of course. <laughs> yep. So why don't we get into the – individual position recommendations. Then uh, first up, uh, running backs, uh, who's who's on the, the hurt list this week? This actually isn't as bad as it normally is. Wait till we get to wide receivers. But for running backs, uh, Lorenzo Telefero for Baltimore is questionable with that foot injury. He's always going to be listed as questionable. Not the end of the world because obviously he shouldn't be like your number one running back. If he is, we really need to talk about I, some, some things. Somehow I haven't uh, put him on any of my fantasy teams yet this year. Hey, there's, you never know. There's always a first. But on the off chance you're in a deep league, just keep an eye on him. Uh, Theo Riddick was limited at practice. He's going to play with that ankle injury. His name's probably going to be on this injury report the rest of the way. Uh, don't be surprised by that. Ty Montgomery, we could talk about him here or in wide receivers. doesn't really matter. Point is, he didn't practice today. He's still dealing with uh, what they're calling an illness. It's a sickle cell trait. He's been battling throughout the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'd keep an eye on that. It's It's pretty up in the air at this point if he's going to play or not. Uh, Christian Michael, uh, I don't know if you heard, he was released by the Seahawks. Man, did his stock fall there. Uh, The Packers claimed him off of waivers, as did Minnesota, actually, but the Packers were higher up. They were awarded him, so expect to see him possibly in the fold. I wouldn't say this week, but maybe next week. Uh, Thomas Rolls is going to play a significant role this week. Quote, if he makes it through the week, which sounds very ominous, but from what I understand, he looks pretty good, seems to be feeling good, barring a setback. He's going to get uh, at least a, a lion's share of the carries. I don't necessarily think he's going to be your featured back, but he may be splitting time. 
Uh, DeMarco Murray with that toe injury is still questionable. He's going to play. He'll be fine. Other than that, everyone seems pretty okay. <laughs> All right. And some of the guys that you mentioned you know, are already owned with Thomas Rawls. I think most people kept him on a bench spot hoping that he would come back and get a shot. So, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you're not going to find him on many uh, waiver wires. Rob Kelly, in spite of his uh, recent you know, turn as the Redskins lead back, and a lot of people still don't have faith in him. So if he's out there and you're in need of a running back for flex or just for depth, um, take a look at him. Uh, Jeremy Langford, I'm certainly not thinking he's going to carry you to the fantasy championship, but if you have people on bye and you know, Jordan Howard uh, – you know, ankle injury turns out to be worse than, than we think, then maybe he gets a second shot at it. C.J. Procise still not owned widely, but, of course, mitigating that is Thomas Rawls' return. Derrick Henry's still out there in a lot of weeks. Of course, he's not going to take DeMarco Murray's job away, but they keep the ball on the ground often enough and catches some passes that he still might contribute value as a flex. Kenneth Dixon yeah. with Baltimore. Peyton Barber with Tampa Bay. Wendell Smallwood had a second good game um, with the Eagles last week. And then uh, Christian Michael maybe is a, is a long shot desperation grab for the Packers. It definitely looks like James Starks is the guy you would want to own there. But unfortunately, he's not on the waiver wire in most leagues. No. I, I would imagine he's not available in a lot of places, that's for sure. Uh, as far as guys I like this week, a lot, a lot of good matchups. Um, like Garrett Blunt, obviously, despite how things ended for New England, still a good play. Um, Spencer Ware, I think, will bounce back this week. Jonathan Stewart, like we talked about, going to be a very high-scoring game. Latavius Murray is back from the dead. Uh, he's, he's just all of a sudden found himself again. This is great. I'm excited about it. Isaiah Crowell's poised for a big week, as is James Starks, as I talked about Ty Montgomery. Might not play. James Starks is going to get the line share of the carries there. DeMarco Murray, Ezekiel Elliott, pretty pretty standard stuff there. Kenneth Dixon, I think, is more of a flex option for me, but an interesting play. I like JHI, of course. Theo Riddick and Doug Martin, both banged up, but both still good plays. They're still going to play this week. Rob Kelly, Frank Gore. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good running back matchups this week. I like it. Uh, I would agree with you about Jonathan Stewart. You mentioned him. You know, both the guys in Tennessee, you know, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. Um, I like um, Sean McCoy a lot with Buffalo this week. Mm-hmm. Also like um, the Cincinnati backs, you know, both, um, yeah. you know, both Bernard and um, um, Hill. Bernard and Jeremy Hill, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, you know, I think um, uh, it might be time for um, um, Le'Veon Bell. Struggling here, Le'Veon Bell to have a <laughs> good game. I don't know it's where like my mind is. Like a really good is. guessing game. I'm winning at it right now. Yes, uh, Doug Martin, Spencer Ware that you mentioned, JHI, and like I said before, you know, I think that uh, Todd Gurley, this might be the week to give him a shot. Garrett Blunt, Carlos Hyde, um, James Starks, Lamar Miller, those those are some of the guys I like at running back this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can can uh, get on board with that. 
How about those on the avoid list? Choose who are you staying away from running back wise? Um, for me, I don't like Terrence West. As we talked about, I like Kenneth Dixon better. Terrence West, seeing his production decrease, his touches decrease, not a good recipe for me. Uh, you like Todd Gurley a lot more than I do this week. I'm still staying away. Mark Ingram and Tim Hightower, I just think this is going to be all passing. I don't necessarily love the matchup against the Carolina defense. Chris Ivory, again, not a great matchup. Rashad Jennings, any of the Giants running backs, uh, not it for me this week. Ryan Matthews, both Matt Asiata and Jarek McKinnon, I just there's not enough there, and you just don't know who's going to be the quote-unquote featured back from one week to the next there. So for me, I'm going to throw out a couple names that weren't on your list. I actually think this is not the best week for David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. I hope for both our sakes that we're that I'm wrong about that. But I think Arizona's going to do more damage through the air than they will. Of course, he's part of their their uh, passing game too. But I would look mm-hmm. much more to you know the the wide receivers there and now with Jermaine Gresham looking like a, a target too at tight ends. I'm not sure that um, David Johnson's the best play this week. Ezekiel Elliott, hard not to start him, but I think Baltimore's run defense makes that a tough matchup. Don't like Frank Gore. Um, Like you said, don't like the Jacksonville backs. Not a Theo Riddick fan this week. And um, not, not particularly a Ryan Matthews or Darren Spoltz fan or Wendell Smallwood for the Eagles. I think the Seahawks will put the, the clamps on their running game. Um, also not a big fan of, even though I like him, Rob Kelly. I just think this week Washington is going to rely primarily on the pass. So those are some of the guys that I'm less than enamored with this week. If you have better matchups, right. hopefully you can take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely better matchups. But, you know, as always, if you have questions about your lineup, specific ones, who to play based on who you have, always find us all over social media. We're happy to help. In the meantime, we'll keep rolling. Okay, wide receiver-wise, there's a lot of uh, news, as you alluded to, probably headlined by Alshon Jeffrey's suspension. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey's suspended. In case you're living under a rock, he's going to miss the next four weeks. Um, And then, I mean, we'll talk about the fantasy implications of that in a second. Larry Fitzgerald got beat up pretty good. Uh, he's got knee and ankle injuries. He didn't practice today. He's going to play. Uh, he'll play through anything. It's great. Sammy Watkins, uh, still on IR. Don't get don't get crazy here. He's still not practicing, but he's getting healthier. He seems to be on track to come back within the next few weeks. Um, so if you're hanging on to him, hoping for a playoff run, you might be in luck. Robert Woods, on the other hand, was limited at practice. He's questionable with that foot injury. He should play. If not, Tyrod Taylor's in trouble. He's running out of wide receivers at an alarming rate. Eddie Royal is questionable with a leg, hip, ankle injury, whole body injury, whatever they're calling it this week. He's older. He's beat up. He's questionable. He doesn't practice as much. He'll be out on the field because he needs to be this week without Ashon Jeffrey. Randall Cobb's still dealing with the hamstring injury. He was limited to practice. He should play. Jeremy Macklin dealing with that groin injury. Didn't practice. Keep a closer eye on that. It looks like he's on track to play, though. Chris Hogan and Julian Edelman both were limited at practice and are questionable. They both should play. Edelman, ever-present with the foot injury. Chris Hogan's dealing with some back issues, but they both look like they'll be fine come Sunday. Victor Cruz with his ankle injury. He's hoping to play this week. He's listed as questionable. Uh, I think he should be good to go. Jordan Matthews had back spasms today, so he didn't practice. 
If he misses practice again tomorrow, then I'll start getting worried. But for now, he should be fine. Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates both dealing with injuries. Apparently, Sammy Coates has multiple fractured fingers. Um, he He's still practicing. He's going to play this week, but that might be part of the reason why I can't catch the ball. <laughs> Marcus Wheaton yeah, has a, a shoulder injury. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, his shoulder injury kept him out of practice. He should be fine this week. Darius Hayward Bay, however, has already been ruled out with a foot injury. I know you're you're waiting with bated breath for Darius Hayward Bay injury news. Uh, Tory Smith not practicing with a shoulder ago, injury. <laughs> He's questionable. Uh, that'll go a little later in the week. Keep an eye on him. Deshaun Jackson with what we're calling a shoulder injury, uh, but again. He's perpetually injured. He's questionable. He was limited to practice. He should play this week. I don't necessarily think you should start him, but he'll be on the field. All right. In terms of wide receiver waiver wire recommendations, still like Pierre Garcon with Washington. I don't know what he has to do to keep people's, get people's attention. He's not the flashiest guy in the world, but he just always seems to pull in half a dozen catches for 50 to 75 yards and, and the touchdowns. So, you know, that's, you know, definitely worth at least a flex spot on most teams. Adam Humphreys with Tampa Bay is starting to get some more um, playing time now and do some good things with it. Jeremy Curley in San Francisco, Rashad Perriman in Baltimore, um, Tajay Sharp in Tennessee, Tyreek Hill still under-owned in a lot of leagues with Kansas City. Yeah. Eli Rogers starting to get some more run with Pittsburgh, especially with all the injuries there. And uh, Quincy Patton with San Francisco is another guy. If you're really desperate and deeply, that's someone else you might look to. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is somebody I'm really high on and I feel like isn't getting a lot of love. Uh, Jeremy Macklin is perpetually injured. He does not make it through a lot of games, and someone's got to catch the football. Tyreek Hill's been doing a very nice job of it. Okay, so with that in mind, uh, who are your top wide receiver plays for this week? Loving Julian Edelman, despite the fact he hasn't gotten in the end zone a ton this year. Uh, it looks like Rob Gronkowski, spoiler alert, we'll get there in a minute, uh, possibly going to be out this week, which definitely opens up Edelman as the most comfortable threat downfield for Tom Brady. Like Michael Thomas a lot, Jamison Crowder, like we talked about before, Deshaun Jackson and the injury bug. Plus, Jamison Crowder has been very serviceable, uh, very reliable. I like it. Yep. And as Sherpa yep. thinks, it's going to be a very pass-happy game. Dante Moncrief, who I talked about before, I think is poised for a big game. Devontae Adams, who maybe hasn't been doing it, you know, in big bursts or in in very flashy ways, but he's, I think, the 13th highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy points this year. Um, Pretty under the radar, but very consistent. Antonio Brown, Des Bryant, A.J. Green, kind of no-brainers there. Eli Rogers, Larry Fitzgerald, those kind of guys. Steve Smith, um, I, I think... We saw slot receivers uh, really flourish against the Cowboys' defense, and I use the term defense loosely. Um, So I think guys like – we saw Eli Rogers emerge last week, but Steve Smith could have a nice juicy day this weekend. Golden Tate, Tyreek Hill, Rashard Matthews, I can't say enough about. He had himself a real nice week last week uh, and has been kind of quietly putting together a decent little season. I think he could, uh, could make some noise here. Hey, I I think that um, both the teams on the Thursday night game, you know, the Saints and Carolina, I think you have to look at you know Willie Sneed and Michael Tom Thomas and you know Kelvin Benjamin and 
you know, maybe even Ted Ginn Jr. to have good games. Uh, Giants, I think Odell Beckham is a is a no-brainer. Sterling Shepard, not bad either. Tennessee, you know, starting to get their pass game going. Um, Richard Matthews, as you mentioned before. Um, Indianapolis, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief. Um, Cleveland, I think they're going to have to throw the ball against Pittsburgh quite a bit. So, you know, Terrell Pryor Sr., that's good news for him. I'm still waiting for Corey Coleman to break out, but that hasn't happened yet. So is my fantasy team. (laughs) Yeah. Big Um, time. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, you've got to like Antonio Brown's prospects, as you mentioned. Uh, You know, Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs and Jeremy Macklin, if he plays. New England, you know, pretty much, you know, you know, Julian Edelman, you know, Martellus Bennett, well, he's not a wide receiver, but, um, you know, Green Bay. <laughs> Close <you> know, enough. <laughs> yeah, Green Bay, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, all good. Uh, Pierre Garçon and Jameson Crowder for Washington. You know, I think those are some of the people I'd be looking at for big point totals this week. Yeah, I don't have too much beef with that list. I can say right, that. So, how about um, wide receiver cores or players to to avoid Oof. this week? Who's on your radar list? The radar that might surprise us. Um, I didn't want to start Ty Montgomery so much that I actually wrote his name down twice in different spots in this list because I really adamantly didn't want to. Uh, Jordan Matthews. The back spasms concern me. The matchup concerns me. Uh, a lot of things about this Eagles offense concern me. I'm not taking a flyer on him this week. Jarvis Landry, the matchup, not good. Normally I'm a big fan of him. Really can't stress enough how much I like him as a receiver. I just don't like him this week. Marvin Jones, uh, it just, it's just not happening. You know, he was up for a while. Now we're back down. Michael Floyd, not as weak. Stefan Diggs, coming off two pretty good games. I just think he's going to run into a bit of a wall here. Uh, and Kenny Britt. Now, we've got Jared Goff coming in. Hard to say who he's going to have chemistry with yet. I don't think it's going to be Kenny Britt, so we're going to find out and, you know, kind of react accordingly. <laughs> I would say Stedman Bailey, but that's probably not happening. Womp but, um, <laughs> Just trying to get ahead of the game here. So, oh. Um, <laughs> then he would be a long shot at best. But, see? Um, see? How many of these do we have? How far can you go with this? <laughs> uh, probably I've gone way too far already. So for Chicago, <laughs> yeah, not liking, yeah, not liking Eddie Royal this week. Arizona, not liking Larry Fitzgerald. Minnesota, don't like Stephon Diggs. Baltimore, not liking Steve Smith. Dallas, stay away from Dez. I'm sure you're going to disagree with that. Yep. Um, Cincinnati, <laughs> AJ Green, I'm not real high on this week. Yeah, Detroit, Jacksonville, um, Allen Robinson, I'm not a big fan of this week. Mike Evans, not a big fan. Um, Kenny Britt, I agree with you. Jarvis Landry, agree with you. you know, Jordan Matthews, you mentioned. Doug Baldwin, not a big fan for this week. And um, Oakland, um, you know, Amari Cooper and uh, Michael Crabtree, I'd stay away from. And uh, same thing with... Houston's, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. So a lot of mm-hmm. uh, big names that I think are going to disappoint this week in the wide receiver category. Yeah, it's it's a weird week for wide receivers. I will say that. All right. So now um, quarterbacks, so what do you have for us other than the obvious one with uh, Case Keenum being 
finished. I don't, so yeah, I don't know if you guys him. heard, but uh, a little unknown named Jared Goff is going to start for the Rams this week. Is he even uh, drafted? No, no, definitely unsigned, undrafted. He was selling insurance for sure. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> but, no, Jared Goff's finally going to gonna get a chance to play this week to be the starting quarterback um, unfortunately, probably in a losing effort, and then their season is doomed, hence the curse of the Dolphins. But um, I, other than that, uh, Tony Romo, he's going to be active this week, not going to be the starter. Had a nice tearful pre-typed red statement. It was a weird thing. Um, Robert Griffin the third cleared for non-contact practice, but isn't actually going to practice this week. Seems like something Browns would do, get a guy cleared, but not actually have him practice, so that's good. He's he's basically cleared to stand on the field and throw a football, maybe not even to somebody, just throw it. (laughs) We'll we'll see when they start letting him do that. (laughs) Uh, The only actual quarterback who's relatively injured and relevant to this is Andy Dalton. He was limited to practice with a shoulder injury. His throwing shoulder's a little banged up. He's listed as questionable. He's going to play. It's really not in doubt, but, you know, it's out there. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, the Giants definitely put some good looks on him in the fourth quarter. He got hit hard. Kind of, yeah, that's, that was, even as a Giants fan, that wasn't fun to see him getting beaten up at the end of the game there. Yeah, so, it wasn't great. Yeah, not for anybody. As far as the waiver wire goes, Joe Flacco is still out there in a lot of leagues. I'm not sure this is the week to you know, start him unless you're in a deep league and you two, a deep two quarterback league and you've got one of your quarterbacks on by, then maybe. But otherwise, hopefully you don't need to do that. Ryan Tannehill with Miami, Sam Bradford if you're desperate, Colin Kaepernick with the 49ers, and then uh, only if and if you're really desperate and or needy at quarterback Jared Goff with the Rams. Would you rather have Sam Bradford or Jared Goff starting in your fantasy lineup? Um, depends. If it's a one quarterback league, I think Minnesota, I think Sam Bradford is probably the safer choice this week. But in terms of upside, I think I, if I were sort of going for it and needed to a boost, you know, somewhere in my lineup and wanted to roll the dice, I'd probably go Jared Goff. So given where I am in most of my leagues, I'd probably be starting Jared Goff. I just I like the idea of like not having a lot of tape on him about it, you know, anything crazy could happen because we just haven't seen him in an NFL game yet. Um and Sam Bradford you pretty know pretty much know what you're getting. A lot of that Sam Bradford face. But yeah, I think it's I think, to me, fantasy-wise, they're probably going to put up about the same amount of points this week. Maybe Jared Goff might be a more interesting pick. I think I might go him if I had to pick between the two this week. Yeah, I mean, I can't, think of any to, rookie, <laughs> I can't think of any rookie quarterbacks that are doing well this year. Can you? No, not a one. Not one. Oh. <laughs> Too bad the Cowboys don't have one. Maybe they'd be better. Just for what it's worth, if Dak Prescott does win this week, he's going to pass Kyle Orton for second on the all-time quarterback wins list in their rookie season. Because when you think wins in a rookie season, you think Kyle Orton. Well, I don't, but that's still an interesting You do now. 
They're tied no, in eight right now. They Obviously, should really ben just alternate him with Tony Romo. They should just alternate every other play, and then they can just run on Perfect. and off the field. So we can just look like a game. full-blown college offense. Just what I'm my, – my anxiety level just loves that idea. <laughs> well, I mean, years ago they used to alternate – um, Roger Staubach and Craig Morton, I think they used to alternate them. Yeah, but we also used but... to alternate Chad Hutchinson and Quincy Carter, and that wasn't good. That wasn't better. No, but now you've got two all-world quarterbacks, so why wouldn't you want to get the best out of both of them? Uh, no. No, not at all. I don't want anything to do all with right. that. <laughs> okay. So um, I'll button line here and give my top quarterback picks for this week. Um, love Drew Brees with the Saints, mm-hmm. Cam Newton with with the uh, Panthers. I think Eli is, is a passable option, pun not intended. Marcus Mariota. I like, I like with, Eli this week. I, I think I like him more than you do. You probably do because you're picking them to score 24 points, and I'm only picking them to score Absolutely. 20 points, so that might have something to do Got with you, it. Got you, Eli. Got um, your back. Marcus Mariota and Andrew Luck, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Ben Roethlisberger, um, whichever, I, I guess it's going to be Cody Kessler, but whoever the starter for Cleveland is, there figures to have to throw a lot of passes this week. And hopefully Maybe it'll be RG3. Kessler, they just you never know. Leave them in. Hopefully <laughs> they just leave them in and don't uh, start running Josh McCown out there every other play. But uh, that might be the team that, that would do something like that. Um, I'm actually Alex not Smith opposed having... to that, but I do think Cody Kessler is very good and could be their quarterback of the future, but I'm sort of in the minority with that. Yeah, well, Josh McCown is not their quarterback of the future. It's just a matter of no. whether they think he makes them more respectable. But when you're you know, 0-10, I, I think it's kind of hard to argue that you're respectable. Because they played the Dolphins. It's not their own fault. Yeah, that's true. No, that's not. It's out of their control. Um, <laughs> Alex Smith mentioned um, Tom Brady, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Um, let's see. That's, that's about it. Um, uh, I like your boy Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, Matt yeah, Stafford, great him. off the bye. I'm all about him. I think Russell Wilson could have a nice week. Also, this is going to be the first and only time I even float this idea all season. Brock Osweiler. Now, granted, I like this much better in a two-quarterback format or if you really, like, need to get a little wild. But his only 300-plus yard game of the season came against Oakland. So if there's any week that there's a chance that he could have any fantasy value in your life or any value, period, this is it. I thought you were going to say because they're playing at altitude and he'll feel at home again. I mean, that's not the worst explanation, but I have a little bit of science to back it up. Although, everyone's going to be hooked up to an oxygen mask. I mean, they might have them on the field for all I know. I I don't necessarily think it's going to be a a huge running back day. See, I actually think that's going to be a run-dominated game, but it'll be interesting to see how the the two teams play it. But Mm -hmm. how about the quarterbacks that you'd be avoiding this week? Carson Palmer, uh, it makes me sad. I have him on a lot of fantasy teams. Not a great matchup. I don't think this is his week. Um, I'm not expecting huge points out of him. Ryan Tannehill, another tough matchup. Sam Bradford, we talked about him already. Jay Cutler, Carson Wentz. Um, those are guys I'm, I'm probably going to just stay far away from. 
right? I'll add uh, Jay Cutler to the list, Sam Bradford, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco. Um, I'm, I'm not real high on either Blake Bortles or uh, Matthew Stafford in that game. Um, I love Matthew Stafford. I, I'm on the fence on Blake Bortles. I like him more than you do, but that's really yeah. nothing new. <laughs> um, Ryan Tannehill, not not a fan this week. Um, not a fan of either Carson Wentz or or um, Russell, Wilson. Russell Wilson this week. Um, let's see. Colin Kaepernick, I don't think is a good start this week, and Ever. I wouldn't take no. I wouldn't take either Brock Osweiler or or Derek Carr necessarily this week because you and I see this game completely differently, not so much in terms of the score, but you think it's going to be primarily a passing game and I think it's going to be primarily a running game. One of us is bound to be right, so we've got that going for us. Or maybe one of us, maybe we'll both be right with one of the two teams and split the baby. Oof, now you're just getting wild over there. (laughs) All right. Okay, so let's move on to tight ends then. Uh, Rob Gronkowski you mentioned, but uh, what other injuries should we be concerned with? Yeah, Rob Gronkowski got lit up. Uh, They're calling it a chest-slash-lung injury. Not necessarily a punctured lung like was previously reported. They're still running tests. Um, He was the only Patriot player to miss practice. They're calling him questionable. He's crazy enough he might play. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's the smartest thing in the world. I don't necessarily think a doctor is going to clear him to, but you're going to need to wait probably until game time. Uh, Martellus Bennett was limited with an ankle injury. He's going to play. His leg needs to fall off for him not to play at this point. Crockett Gilmore with a thigh injury didn't practice. Tyler Eifert, he's been limited with a knee injury. Again, that's something you're going to see every week. He should play. Zach Ertz is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's limited. He's he was limited. He is listed as questionable. He will play. Um, and just an aside, I know Atlanta's on a bye this week. Jacob Tammy is likely out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. So plan accordingly. Uh, obviously, you're going to need to replace him in your lineup this week anyway. So, like, have more of a long-term solution just for what it's worth. Yeah, I actually was – he was somebody that I was disappointed in this year. I thought he was going to do really good things with Matt Ryan. And, you know, Matt Ryan has done good things, but it hasn't been because of Jacob Tammy and now Austin yeah. Hooper. wouldn't necessarily go picking him up this week, you know, because of the bye. But, you know, he's definitely stepped in and done well. If you are in need of somebody for this week, Dennis Pitta with Baltimore, Vernon Davis with Washington – if you want to get a little crazy, Ladarius Green is back in action with Pittsburgh. Jesse mm-hmm. James has been dropped in most leagues, but if you don't like the Ladarius Green option and still want to play the, the Pittsburgh tight end angle, he's out there. Vance McDonald's had a few nice games with San Francisco. Jermaine Gresham with Arizona and Will Tye with the Giants would be the guys I'd be targeting. Okay, good options there. Um, as far as guys that I like this week, Pretty much goes without saying, Martellus Bennett, um, uh, especially if for some reason he's not owned in your league, go pick him up now. Uh, he's going to be the stopgap. Obviously, Tom Brady likes to throw to tight ends. Martellus Bennett is very good. Uh, still puts up a lot of points, even being a second tight end in that offense. Julius Thomas, going to have himself another nice week. Jack Doyle, uh, he's had a rough couple of weeks. I think he'll bounce back. He'll be better this week. C.J. Federitz. Someone's got to catch all 300 of those yards that Brock Osweiler's going to throw for. I think it's going to be him. Well, maybe 
Maybe not all of them, but some of them. <laughs> Zach right. Miller, Vernon Davis, I think all good options there as well. <laughs> okay. I would put, um, you know, I think Greg Olson is in for a yeah. big week. Um, I think Delaney Walker could have a big game for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Gary Barnage might get some more looks for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Kelsey for Kansas City. You know, Martellus Bennett or Rob Gronkowski, either or. Um, and Vernon Davis, you know, for, for Washington, those are my top options this week. Yeah, I'm I'm not as sold on Gary Barnage this week as you are. I don't love the matchup. Um, also staying away from Kyle Rudolph, who really was the only good part about that Minnesota offense. Uh, I think he's really going to struggle this week. Jason Winton, not my favorite play. I just defensively the matchup is not good for him. Baltimore is very stingy against tight ends. Zach Ertz, Brent Selleck, anybody else the Eagles decide to run out there at tight end, not worth it. Um, I think there there are certainly better options out there. So those are the guys primarily that I would take a hard pass on. Okay. Um, I'll put Zach Miller on that list, too. I just don't think Chicago's going to – Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, on the one hand, you think maybe Jay Cutler targets him more since his wide receivers have all hurt. On the other hand, I just think the Giants are going to know that, too, and would be keying on him. agree with you about Kyle Rudolph. Jason Witten, in spite of my mentioning Dennis Pitt as somebody to pluck off the waiver wire, you know, he's not somebody I'd be real high on for this particular matchup. And just looking down um, the list, Julius Thomas, not real high on him this week. Uh, Eric Ebron, not real high. Uh, Cameron Braid has had a few nice games, but not real high on him. Um, you know, those, those are the ones that really uh, – Jimmy Graham, not real high on this week, uh, those are the main ones that uh, jump out at me. Mm-hmm. All right. I've already fought you on the ones that I disagreed with. <laughs> okay. So, for um, defenses and kickers, anything you want to mention? We already talked about uh, kickers and Blair Wash Project getting cut, but hopefully he'll be back in the league. I'm upset soon, about but, this. Uh, I'm legitimately upset about the Blair Walsh project getting cut. Like, I understand like he's just not that great at his job right now. I get that. But, like, I love the Blair Walsh project. Yeah, he'll probably get another job or another opportunity somewhere before too long. It's, he's on the merry-go-round right now, but uh, he'll probably be back on for before too long. So, how about any defenses that you would pick up just for this week if you were if your particular defense was either on a bye or had a bad matchup this week, who would you like? Uh, as far as defenses go, big fan of Miami, Minnesota, Kansas City, New England, Seattle. Uh, I think they could all be good plays this week. Okay. Um, I like the Giants and the Bears since I think that's a low-scoring game. Uh, Arizona's not on waivers, but uh, Dallas and Baltimore. Actually, Baltimore I haven't seen, but Dallas I have seen on waivers in some leagues. You know, even saw Pittsburgh on waivers in one league, uh, Jacksonville and Detroit, Miami, even Los Angeles, um, Philadelphia, and Seattle are both owned. So uh, those are the ones that I'm uh, most interested in. If you need a spot start for a defense this week. Yeah. Uh, any kickers right. jump out at you? Anybody, like, at all? You just hate on kickers like you do every week. No, I just, I mean, 
Ty Forbass is obviously <laughs> the new new kid on the block, but with that offense, I don't think he's going to get a ton of scoring opportunities. So I would I would tend to stay away there. So why don't you um, go over any DFS recs that you have in the few minutes? Yeah, we've got a couple of minutes, so I'll throw some some names out there at you. Uh, If you are of the stacking variety, you've got a couple of really nice options this week as far as games that I think will be high scoring, but definitely uh, high point producing. Uh, New England, Carolina, Tennessee, um, even if you're feeling a little wild, New Orleans, all could be pretty solid stacks or potential for a lot of points out there. Um, so if that's your game, you've got great options this week, better than most. As far as quarterbacks go, um, I'm looking a little bit more at value this week because I think you can certainly get some bang for your buck. If you're looking upper tier, look no further than Tom Brady. But if you're looking to save a few bucks, Tyrod Taylor could be poised for a nice week. Matt Stafford, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, they're going to cost you a little bit more, but there's no doubt they will be putting points up. Running back-wise, Isaiah Crowell, DeMarco Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Theo Riddick, Spencer Ware, definitely going to bounce back this week. Rob Kelly, the price is so right on him. LeGarrette Blunt, Jonathan Stewart, James Starks. If you want to take a little bit more of a risky approach, I think it could pay off for you. Um, wide receiver-wise, Rashard Matthews and Eli Rogers, I already talked both about them earlier. I think they're, they have some really nice potential, and the price is very low. It, it definitely allows you to spend a little bit more if you're looking uh, – at some of your higher-priced options at other positions. Eddie Royal, Dante Moncrief, both could be uh, putting up some monster numbers there. Sterling Shepard, I think, could have a nice day. As we talked about, Eli Manning's going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. Um, Victor Cruz is still a little banged up, and obviously Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be like quadruple covered. So Sterling Shepard, I think, is your man there. And Tyreek Hill, I can't say enough good stuff about. Tight end-wise, you got some good options. Also at decent value, although... At this point, tight ends are a little harder to get some value out of, but C.J. Federowitz is uh, going to be a good one this week. Eric Ebron, Tyler Eifert, Martellus Bennett kind of goes without saying there. Jack Doyle and Julius Thomas both going to have bounce back weeks, so you should absolutely capitalize on that. And as far as defenses go, pretty much the same guys I like before, Miami, Minnesota, New England, Kansas City. They're going to be up there, but they're not your most expensive defenses. I would stay away from Seattle this week. The Eagles are sneaky. They'll put some points up. There might be some turnovers. You just don't know. So those are my picks. Uh, like I said, New England, Carolina, Tennessee, maybe New Orleans are, are the ways I'd go with stacking players this week. Pittsburgh might be one I'd throw on the fire, too. I don't know. Ben's knee still still concerns me. Sammy Coates can't catch a ball. I love Antonio Brown, but I need a little bit more there. It scares me. Okay. Yeah. Not a bad play, just hard for me, apparently. (laughs) Don't like it as much as the others. It's understandable. That's all right. Any final thoughts here with our our last minute here, Sherpa? No, I I just think it's interesting how the season is starting to shape up now. You you look at what teams are likely to be in contention for the Super Bowl. And to me, you know, I know we both picked Arizona in the NFC, but seems mm-hmm. to me right now at this point where we are about two-thirds of the way through the season, you know, it looks to me like a two-horse race between you know, Dallas and Seattle and the NFC. And then in spite of their loss at home to Seattle this past week, I just think that uh, New England is still so the class of the AFC at this point. I mean, I'd like to make a 
a case for you know one of the AFC West teams, in particular the Chiefs, to come up. I'll and, make that case. That, I think I think the Chiefs team. are a real serious contender, and no one's giving them enough, enough respect. I will advocate for the Chiefs all day. Not really sure right, why. Well, I don't like Andy. I don't like Andy Reid. I don't like a lot of things about the Chiefs, but I love this team. Yeah, their, their defense in particular is one of the best so in good. the league. But um, yeah, I just think the combination of offense and defense, the Patriots still have it over them. And if they get the home field advantage, then uh, I think you know, which I think to they're beat. likely to do just because they have a easier you know division schedule than the than the Chiefs do. Yeah, I just but. Uh, I, as a as a chief fan, I can always hope. But um, <laughs> yeah. well, be sure to let us know what you think, especially about the Chiefs. Obviously, I'd like you to be on my side about this. Uh, but you can find us all week long, all over social media. Of course, we'll be back next Wednesday night from nine to ten p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week, uh, with all the good stuff that you need to succeed in your fantasy week. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at JKIM16, at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, and FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Like I said, if you have lineup questions, feel free to find us anywhere there. We're happy to help you. Uh, and uh, good luck in your fantasy this week, unless, of course, you're playing me, as always. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.